I'm Treasure. I am an animal nurse turned entrepreneur and the owner of Postries, which is Michigan's only black-owned, all-natural and gluten-free pet treat company for dogs and cats. Hold on, um, say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Michigan's only. Michigan's only black-owned, all-natural and gluten-free pet treat company for dogs and cats. What up, though? Black Friday's family. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am here joined by Miss Treasure of Postries, which is a all-natural pet treats business. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, if you could intro us into who Treasure is and then also tell us a little bit more about Postries. Yeah, uh, so... I'm Treasure. I am an animal nurse turned entrepreneur and the owner of Postries, which is Michigan's only black-owned, all-natural and gluten-free pet treat company for dogs and cats. Hold on, um, say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Michigan's only. Michigan's only black-owned, all-natural and gluten-free pet treat company for dogs and cats. Uh, I started the company in 2018 after my oldest dog suffered from an allergic reaction to store-bought treats. Mm -hmm. And then pretty much from there, I had some clients from work ask me to make them some pet treats and then friends and family asked me to make them some pet treats as well. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I see what this can be? So started Postries. It was actually Treasures Postries in the beginning. And then the end of 2020, I actually switched it to Postries just because it's less of a mouthful. Um, so yeah, now we... We sell nationally, well, locally, nationally, and internationally. So we're just, you know, providing all natural, healthy, delicious pet treats all around the world. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So before I get into my favorite part of Black Fridays, I'm a follow-up question on that. Why is it important for pets to have natural treats so gluten-free things mm -hmm. like that because growing up i grew up with a cat and a dog and sometimes whatever we ate that's what they ate mm -hmm. so and i know that's the case for a lot of people yeah. in uh situations where they have pets so i want to know why it's important for them to be able to have access to all natural yeah. um, options so even though dogs and cats are animals, right? They have a lot of the same functions and processes as humans do. And so if we as humans have the opportunity and the right to have access to all natural and gluten-free things to kind of help with our, you know, ailments and natural diseases or whatever we're, you know, suffering from, so do they. So my dogs actually have a gluten and a poultry allergy so um that's why the treats are gluten-free as well as we offer venison and bison proteins as a different option because what a lot of people don't know is that some pets have a sensitivity to certain things that are in the treats so this way uh, the treats that we provide are able to be you know consumed by pets with sensitive stomachs as well as allergens just like mine mm -hmm. yeah Got you. Okay. Well, thank you for breaking that down yeah. for me. And now I'll intro you to Freestyle Fridays. Which is a random assortment of questions. They're all about you, so you shouldn't get them wrong. And I only got two rules. You answer each one and you answer honestly. Okay. All right. So let's get started. Um, as far as if you could have, if you had the power to be able to speak to animals for let's say a day for 24 hours, what would you say to your pets? <laughs> or what type of conversations would you all have? Uh, to my own pets personally? Yeah. Yep. You know, 
it's so it's so funny so i i'm more of a spiritual person and so on tiktok there's this woman who um she communicates with animals and um one of the ladies who she i guess did like a reading for whatever with her and her pet I don't know how true this is, but this is what she said. So mm. she said that her dog was actually like her kid in a past life. <laughs> so now I have two dogs, right? I have my oldest is nine. Um, he was actually my mom's dog. And then my youngest is seven. So the youngest is more of like my dog. I mean, they're both my dogs. Like, they're my babies. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, but my youngest is more of like he's like attached to me at the hip. But I'm like, are you my kid? Like, were <laughs> you my kid in a past life? I don't know. But I know that... Um, I'm pretty sure that I annoy my dogs. I do. So if I had an opportunity to just kind of like have a conversation with them, I think the first thing that I would ask them is like, do I annoy you? Like, I just, I want to know, like, just tell me how you feel about me. And we could just have an honest conversation. (laughs) Um, Because sometimes, well, not sometimes, this is pretty much every day. I get side-eyed, you know, Mm. just like a, like, girl, like, why are you, why are you talking to me like that? And it's like, it's like when you talk to animals, I naturally have like a high voice when I talk to them just because it's kind of like a baby voice. But then it's like, do you prefer for me to talk to you like that? Mm. Or like, do you want me to talk to you like like you're like you're an adult? Like, mm. you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know if they get tired of the baby talk, but I think just kind of like, do you love living here? Like, if not, you just I can we can like arrange something like find you a different home. I don't know. But it's just kind of like, you know, just just see how their life with me has been over the past. Well, pretty much since their existence. So just, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you love it here? Is this where you want to be? If not, you know, you're a grown man, technically. Right. You know, like you're seven and like human years is like 47. Like you, you can you can survive. You got it. You got right. it. So, yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. Okay. I, think no. <laughs> I know that was a lot, but no, yeah. I, I would love to hear that conversation. Yeah. So, um, if it ever happens, let me know. I mean, you know, I don't, if, if it was to happen, would I tell anybody? Because it's like, <laughs> would y'all think I was crazy? Like, guess what? Like, Bash talked to me last night, and right. this is what he said. Be like, girl, are you, are you okay? You all right? <laughs> Have you had sleep? Maybe you need, mm, all right. Did anybody else hear it? Just you? No, okay. Right. Mm. So, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, if I was to tell you, just don't look at me crazy. Okay? I wouldn't. No okay. judgment. Okay. No judgment. All right. um, so what do you do to relax? Uh, so I do yoga. I meditate. I live by the river. So every day, the dogs and I walk to the river about like three times a day, depending on the weather. Um, I journal. I, because I am an entrepreneur, I try to make a a set schedule for myself to where on the weekends I don't work. Mm -hmm. Like if I really don't have to work, I don't work. And that's including like answering emails, just even like opening like my computer, I won't do. Um, But just, you know, just taking time for myself to nap, relax, whatever it is that like brings me peace and solitude. A lot of times that is just doing yoga and meditation, which I try to do every day, but depending on my schedule, I don't get a chance to do, but just mm. just something in that regard and talking to my friends, you know, just catching up. I do a weekly catch up with, with my friends just cause mm. we're all busy. Um, two of us are entrepreneur, well, outside of me, two of us are entrepreneurs. So just kind of like, you know, I get how life works. So it's like, hey, I love you, I miss you. Weekly check-in, typically it's on Saturday, which is today. So yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. What's your favorite thing to cook? you didn't you need to ask me do i cook (laughs) um so what's funny is i'm not um i'm trying to do better with cooking i started to have to kind of make my own meals starting like january um 
because my friend went to New York for like a whole month. So I was like, oh, like I got to figure out how I'm going to like cook. Like, I mean, I know how to cook. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> um, but just more of like cooking to like really enjoy the food versus like cooking just to eat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started off with pastas. That's kind of like simple. But um, my favorite foods really not even it's not even a food it's just like a vegetable i love brussels sprouts so any way that i can make a brussels sprout i'm gonna make it i also love salads um and that's not really cooking but i could do i could really do a good salad salads and casseroles thing as far as like everything else i don't know i'm not really i'm a pescatarian so it's like i don't really eat a lot of meat Mm -hmm. um so i don't Salad's not really something that you can cook, but I love to make salads. If if that if that if that counts, learning how to finesse a salad is definitely a skill. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, and I don't like just like a basic salad. Like I like to do like I have to I like to do my salads up. So it's like you gotta have. I'm a, I'm a kale girl. I don't really mm. like lettuce. So you got kale. You got cranberries. You got oh sorry. You got apples. Um, you got let me see. There's like certain types of like nuts, like cashews and things. I love it. I love mm. it all. So. For sure. Yeah. And last but not least, give us one thing that's funny that happened to you this week. Um, what happened this week that was funny? Um, I won't say it was this week. It was technically last Saturday. I had an event. Um, I had an event and wore me out i was completely tired that all last week i barely like got like a wink of sleep so i was just completely exhausted and i think my body was just like hanging on through the event so after the event was over my body was like okay and seen like we're tired so um i am on my way to get some food from chipotle i order it and then they didn't have chips i was like oh like i gotta go to the gas station that's another journey like i just want to go home and eat so i get to the gas station and um i put the chips in the little you know window thing and she's like would you like a bag and i was like no please and then i'm giving her the money i was like wait i was like did i just say no please and she looks at me and i was like you're gonna have to excuse me i was like i i'm just i'm so tired she's like you look like it i said do what i said <laughs> goodness gracious i said wow well um i don't know how to take that but i'm gonna go home and get some sleep she said yeah i'll see you later because like it's a gas station that i frequently mm-hmm. visit so she knows who i am um i mean i don't really think that that's like funny but it's just i was so tired and i didn't know what i was saying i don't i don't really have like a lot of funny moments it's other it's besides me being with the dogs and me getting side-eyed like 45 <laughs> times a day mm-hmm. that's really what it is okay so yeah fair enough yeah fair enough well thank you for participating in black freestyle fridays and successfully passing so thank you for engaging in the randomness of the questions and want to go more back into your journey as to what led you down the path of creating pet treats and Mm -hmm. how did your pets play a role in you developing it yes so they are pretty much 100 percent the reason why i started the company in the first place and when i first started making the pet treats it wasn't for me to sell to anybody it was just for the benefit of my own pets um And, you know, me buying pet treats from the store and pet food from the store, a lot of times, a lot of people, as well as myself during that time, have a lot of, we have like misconceptions that everything on the shelf for our pets and even sometimes ourselves is healthy. It's what we need. It's okay. You know, it's, it's, you know, certified, like it's, it's, it's fine. 
but unless you turn around like you turn the package around and you read the labeling it's like oh mm, some of these ingredients one i don't know what it is two i can barely pronounce it and three it's just like uh maybe you know i don't know what that is um so it was more of like i want to take this into my own hands because my dogs had been eating treats from the stores for a very long time but now all of a sudden my dog was losing weight he was losing hair he was having hot spots and i'm like the dog is only nine pounds. He lost three pounds within two weeks. Something's going on here. I mean, because my dogs are father and son, it's just kind of like, oh, well, if one happen, like if something happens to one, nine times out of ten is going to happen to the other. Um, so I was like, you know, I have to figure out a way to one not have this happen again because I don't have actual children, so my dogs are my children. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to, you know, provide them with something that's going to keep them around right so um i did a lot of research into you know what they could eat what they couldn't eat and as far as them having a gluten and a poultry allergy they had been eating chicken since they were puppies so i was Mm. like well that's kind of that's kind of odd you know um so i was like okay so there's something called novel proteins proteins which is typically like a protein that's outside of your normal so typically in dog foods you have your chicken you have your beef um you have your salmon a lot you know in a lot of dog foods so i was like okay well what's different so that is duck that is venison that is bison uh that is um rabbit so i was like okay i was like well rabbit's expensive (laughs) so i was like well let me try the venison and the bison so then i started actually making the treats and then i started actually making their own food Mm. and i've had people like oh well are you gonna do dog food next i said listen that's a different ball game (laughs) i'm like let's just stick to the treats first let's Mm -hmm. see if we could you know um kind of craft this and then if i'm able to do that then that's like another venture that i'll that i'll do um but when we first started, I had so many different flavors. I was trying so many different things. And I was like, you know, maybe I should just kind of stick to four, right? Like my top four, like what they like. So then, um, so that's just kind of like how it how it started. Um, and then once people started inquiring more for me to like make them treats, I was like, okay, well maybe I can start a business out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, looked 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 up all of that you know information like how to register the company and get that together because um going from i guess like typical american nine to five you know corporate jobs Mm -hmm. to i don't know what i'm doing you know running my own business and then not really having someone else in your sector to kind of like help you out because they don't you know they don't know what that life is like Mm -hmm. um it's just I had to do a lot of research before actually like taking things to the market because I'm like, well, if I'm going to be selling this, I have to do it right. I don't I don't just want to like make something out of my kitchen and then send it to a pet. And then like, what if something happens? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a lot of work had to be done beforehand. And then in terms of that research that you were doing as far as like recipes and things mm-hmm. like that, how difficult was that to come up with the different flavors that you decided on and uh, the production of the treats themselves? Um, so it wasn't really that hard. It's just trying to figure out, you know, ultimately what fruits and vegetables dogs can and can't have. Um being an animal like i know all that information already but it's just kind of like okay well i have to take into account dogs that have like a myriad of allergens and also like what about their stomachs i don't want to give them something maybe that's too acidic or give them something you know that may upset them like i want it to be as as all natural as possible and that's without any preservatives or colors or fillers or anything like that um so just kind of figuring out like okay like of course i have my own dogs to test off of so when we first started i think um i had like peanut butter and cranberry peanut butter and blueberry 
um peanut butter and banana and then it had regular peanut butter and what i was noticing is that most of my customers were just pretty much buying peanut butter and peanut butter and banana so i was like okay i was like well i am spending you know a lot more money making these extra treats when really i can only just kind of consolidate it to two and then um with the ingredients for the venison and the bison treats um we started off with at first we were like oh well, like we're going to be grain free but then it's like there's so many different articles and things that were coming out at the time where it's like okay well you don't have to actually have your pet on a grain free diet and because it leads to other you know health complications so i was mm-hmm. like well let's dial that back um so then i was like okay like i do want to make sure that these treats are gluten free but then i also want to be upfront with customers so like hey they're not grain free as well because a lot of customers are like oh like are these also grain free it's like no sorry they're not um now some breed of dogs do have like a grain allergy and it's Mm -hmm. like unfortunately like hey like i'm sorry you know but there are other alternatives you know other than our brand and that's like i'm fine to recommend other people to other brands um like i don't feel like if i can't serve you i do know someone that can right um just i my my whole goal is to just make sure that pets have like healthy pet like treat options so it's like if you can't get it from me i can point you in the right direction so um and as far as people who own pets, how can they find out? Because you mentioned like having allergens and mm-hmm. different things like that. Yep. As far as complications, what they can and can't eat. How can people figure out, okay, my pet can, can't have this versus the typical trial and error? Like, okay, yeah. well, I guess they threw that up. But <laughs> <laughs> what can I give them? Um, so ultimately you don't really you kind of you don't know until you know right you don't know until something happens and that's what happened to me because like i said my dogs had had been eating chicken pretty much since they were born and so bought these one brand of treats and uh, we went on vacation and we came home and all of a sudden just you know everything's hit the fan so i was like what's i'm like nothing changed in your diet like what's going on so then um because at that point because chase had been losing like so much weight and like losing hair in such a short amount of time i was like okay well i can't do an elimination diet which is pretty much kind of like removing certain things to figure out like okay like are you going to get better with the removal of this so i was like well let me take you to work and we got an allergy test done um so i got one done for him and bash and the results came back and i was like huh Okay, so it's just, it's pretty much, you know, also, I always say that there's a difference between pet owners and pet parents. Mm. No shade to Mm. the pet owners, but it's like, you know, I pay attention to my dogs, right? If there's, I rub them all the time, so it's like any little bump, any little thing, it's like, that's, that's new right any any change in behavior that's new if you're sleeping too much, that's out of the ordinary, right? So it's just kind of like, you have to pay attention. Now, in that regard it's like all right well if i'm noticing that like hey maybe he's not eating his food or like maybe you know he looks a little bit slimmer then it's like okay well i have to take him into the vet to see what's going on because that's outside of the norm so in that in those indices because they're not able to talk to us and they just pretty much communicate through maybe they do you know vomit or maybe you know they do so show signs of lethargy or they're not drinking or they're not eating as much um then you you really have to be kind of like proactive and be like, okay, well, I need to get ahead of this to figure out like maybe you just got a stomach bug or maybe something else is wrong, but ultimately just still having like a consultation with a vet to figure out what's going on. So for me, I didn't know until it happened. So that's that's pretty much um, how it goes because they're, you know, they're not human. They can't be like, hey, like what you fed me yesterday was like, no, it's not agreeing with my body. Mm -hmm. So um, you just have to be mindful and just really pay attention to what's going on with your pet right Mm -hmm. so yeah and aside from having your own pets have you always been around animals and and working with pets and what what was your i guess um 
experience with pets mm-hmm. or you know career background if you were yes. in that space so um growing up my dad we had dogs in the house we had pit bulls my very first dog was a dalmatian um mm-hmm. and then after that we we had pit bulls in the house so i was always around um animals i also had a turtle his name was barney um <laughs> and then um i believe how old was i, I was around maybe six or seven um we ended up getting a cat, my first cat ever. I used to want to be a veterinarian when I was when I was a kid because I was like, oh, like I love animals. I want to take care of them, and so I was like, this is what I like. This is what I have my mindset on. I love animals. Natural like animals just like naturally gravitate towards me, um, and I want to just help take care of them. So um, you know, middle school, high school, we get to college, um, and then I started doing my vet tech school. And through that, you know, just training and being around other vet professionals, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe being a vet is not what I want to do. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know, maybe it's not that bad. But I want to say it was around maybe 2017, 2018, I started working at an emergency vet. And by that time, that was maybe like my third or fourth vet clinic I had worked at. And so I was like, you know, I love everything that the vets do, right? Because they're, they're kind of like superheroes for the pets. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, you know, the vet nurses, we're also like superheroes for the pets and just making sure that they have everything that they need and we provide them with the best possible care. But what I noticed is that a lot of the vets were pretty much just working all of these long hours just to pay back, you know, student debt. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really seeing their families. And I was like, that's not the life that I want to have. You know, like I love what I do, even though we are in a field where we are not we're not considered as, you know, uh, medical professionals like a regular MD is, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like we are like very like understaffed, we're underpaid, where it's like we're working long-winded hours and I worked in emergencies, so it's like I'm working overnight and we're seeing so many different cases and if we don't have the staff to cover it, that means like the three or four of us that's in the hospital, we gotta kind of pick up the slack. So it's like there will be nights where like I'm lifting up dogs twice my size mm-hmm. and it's like, Hey man, I don't know what y'all, I'm not Hercules. Like I can't, you know, you have to, you have to lift the dogs onto the x-ray table. And Mm -hmm. it's like, not only am I the nurse, but sometimes I'm the doctor. Sometimes I'm the x-ray technician. Sometimes I'm the janitor. Sometimes I'm the receptionist. I'm doing all of these roles, but it's like, I'm not, one, I'm not being recognized properly. I'm not being compensated properly. So it's like this, as much as I love what I do, it's like, I don't think that I can continue, you know, in this in this field anymore. And I, I still, because at that time, I still had postures on the side. I started in 2018. So it was like, it was more of like, kind of like a side hustle at that mm-hmm. time versus like a full on, you know, thing. Um, but I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I still want to be able to provide like a, a good service to pets but this i don't think that this is the way that i need to be doing this Mm. so um in 2020 i quit my job um when everything was happening with the george floyd situation i was working at a veterinary hospital where the owner just kind of showed her true color so i was like yeah this i'm gonna go like you know i appreciate you giving me this opportunity but i just i cannot work for you any further Mm. so i left i was like I have no idea what I'm about to do. And I was like, I do have postures, but it's like, mind you, I've been working, you know, the typical American nine to five. Mm-hmm. How do I go from being in this field to just now I'm pretty much by myself. I don't have a, a structure or like a, I'm waking up at a certain time and, you know, following orders from different people or whatever. So it's just kind of like, I don't know what to do. And um, 
my family was like wasn't very understanding they're like what you quit your job girl you okay it's like well you know and then then and it's in the middle of a pandemic so they're like girl what <laughs> what are you doing um so yeah i just uh, i wanted to be a vet i didn't want to be a vet then it's like okay well i do find enjoyment running posture so mm-hmm. It's, here we are. And I, I find I have so much, you know, gratitude for the work that I do because a lot of times I used to doubt myself because I'm like, oh, like I'm doing this by myself. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, I don't really feel like I have the support that I need. But still in all, I know that I hear from my customers how great of a, of how great of a snack I'm providing for mm-hmm. their pets. So like, I was like, okay, I could do this. You know what I mean? So that's just... That's where we are. <laughs> love it. Love it. So you get posturies <laughs> off the ground and you're doing it. You dive into it mm-hmm. head first. How did you get, how did you start to build brand awareness, get the, the name out there for posturies? Mm-hmm. And uh, I know in a previous conversation we had, I know you do different events mm-hmm. and, and be a vendor and things like that. But want to know, like when you're getting things going, yeah. how did you push yourself to get out there? Um, so... I will I will attribute this to the clients that I that I had from working at the vet hospital. Um, I worked in West Bloomfield, so a lot of you know people are they're they're in more wealthier sectors. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of them were like, "Hey, like I love what you're doing," and because I was a nurse, they're like they're like, "Hey, is Treasure working today? We want to request her." This kind of thing. So when I told them that I was doing this on the side, they're like, "Oh my goodness, like really? Like I want to help you." So. Um, a lot of them would tell some of their friends and family and then that's just kind of like how that worked and then starting off with like facebook doing ads just kind of like really reaching out to people saying hey you know we're a pet treat company we would love you know if we could provide your pets with treats um and i also did dog sitting back then as well so a lot of the clients that i had from dog sitting were also like my customers as well um and then I want to say I had my first event in 2019 that's really kind of like got the ball rolling and like having us like on the map and I've done like articles and things like that just kind of you know putting the name out there Mm -hmm. Um, but pretty much just social media just trying to run ads even though I don't really know how to do that well (laughs) but um, you know because I feel like things are always changing Um, but yeah I think that's that's pretty much how we how we did it just word of mouth pretty much and then Mm -hmm. um, just wherever I ended up working, like in the vet, like hospital sector, I was just like, okay, like just telling people like, hey, like I also like, I had to run it by the, like the owner first. Like, hey, is this mm-hmm. cool? Like, I don't wanna, you know. Um, but yeah, so just word of mouth, doing like ads, doing articles, um, and then doing events as well, mm-hmm. so, yeah. And I remember you telling me that you develop your own website, which is dope, by the yeah. way. So, and I know that wasn't your area of expertise, but how did you kind of, I guess, get out of your own way to say, okay, let me push myself to try something mm-hmm. new and build build my own website for the business? Um, so when I first started um, trying to develop a website, I was like, okay, I was like, well, I have to think of it from like the perspective of a customer like what would i want to see right i don't like to you know click through so many things and because we're in a we're in a with click it's at your door tomorrow kind of like environment so i'm like all right well i gotta figure out a way to make this process as easy and simple as possible so um i love colors right i'm like i need something that's like attractive to the eye and then two i'm also into photography so during that time i did like do a lot of my own photos and things so it's like i took the photos in a way that it would be appealing to the customers so like while that's like having my dogs you know eat the treats or whatever like captured in that way um 
but I little background so I did robotics from like middle school to like college Mm -hmm. um so it's like i'm like i'm not like a stranger to like coding or anything so um i was like all right well let me figure this out so i just i kind of developed the website in a way to where it's like okay this is appealing to customers and also um i do have adhd clinically i've been diagnosed i'm not a self-diagnoser um and uh i was like there's just something about it to where it's like, I would change my website every month. Like something about, I'm like, oh, like I wanna make it different, right? So like mm-hmm. I used to just like make adjustments every single month. I do the same thing with my house. It's like something has to be changed. Like mm-hmm. I just have to rearrange my entire living room, my bedroom, something it needs to be different. Um, so I was like, okay. I was like, well, let's see if this works. Let's see if that works. And ultimately it's just kind of, it's just kind of how it is. So mm-hmm. just, just making the website to where um, it's appealing to the eye. It's easy. It's simple. And because I didn't really have a lot of like other competitors to go off of other than like IMS or like one of the, the big brands, it's like, well, I don't carry like a, like a stock of all these things. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, um, so I just, I tried to create something to where it's like, it's cute. It's corny. It's dogs, it's pets, <laughs> it's cats. Um, you know, people are going to love this. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of, that's how that came to be. Gotcha. So yeah. you built the business up. You start to get the word out there. Mm-hmm. Got your website and all of that. I'm curious to know, and I think I asked you this when we first met, as far as the space that you're in, the industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. So you're you don't see many black people in this space at all and then also the people who kind of pay attention to things like that as far as what they're feeding their pets Mm -hmm. and if it's organic or not they don't look like us so want to get background on your experience thus Mm -hmm. far being a black woman in this space and uh selling pet treats and the type of engagements interactions that you've had and what has that experience been like for you who um when i first started i will have to admit um it was very difficult because one it's it's more difficult when you don't feel as though you have the support that you want from the people that you want it from and then to be out here in a world where you are already seen as less than and then Mm -hmm. it's like i'm at an event and i am selling these pet trees to people that don't look like me but then when they come over to my table they want to assume that i'm not the owner and i'm just selling it to somebody else Mm -hmm. and when i do tell them that i am the owner then it's like a i get like a weird look like oh really well why did you do this and you know like are you qualified to do this just you know just pretty much checking to make sure that i like i'm not just giving their pets just something that like is just like off the street um so over the years i've i've developed my spiel to where it's like i'm answering all of your questions before you can even have a chance to ask me right Mm. and it's unfortunate because if i was not you know uh the race and complexion that i am i wouldn't have the same type of questions that's being asked um now i do recognize that that's the world that we live in and i do recognize that while um while (laughs) i choose my words carefully um (laughs) it's just i i understand who i market to right Mm -hmm. i'll say that um and so it's like all right like i've been doing this for a very long time i went to predominantly white institutions um i've worked in a i worked in the vet field which is there's not really many people that look like me i think in every single vet hospital that i've worked at it's either been me or maybe one other black person but Mm. more often than not it's just me and so it's like i've gotten kind of used to you know the stares and the looks and the questions and the rhetoric that just comes behind like oh like you're black in this space like okay um but now 
now that we've been in business for for quite some time almost five years in november um and i do a lot of people locally know who i am so where it's like you know now it's more of like a warm welcoming feeling and i don't have to feel like oh i have to you know prove myself you know um just to make you feel comfortable because mm-hmm. like, i've been doing that for so long mm-hmm. um but sometimes it does still have its moments you know especially when i am reaching out to you know new businesses to partner with mm-hmm. um but i think you know my review speak for itself you know my work speaks for itself and i don't feel like i have to prove anything to anyone and it's like i know the type of you know service and the product that i do provide to pets and hey if you if you don't if you don't want to purchase from me i'm not I don't feel, you know, offended by that. It's fine. You're just not my customer, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, but it's like all my customers that I have, I do, I love them, and I adore them so much. Um, so yeah, just just having to kind of combat that. And now, you know, since 2020, there have be there have been a lot more uh, people in in our space that have come out and say like, hey, I also do this, and I'm a black owned business, and I. So it's like now that there's there's being more light shed on to like hey there are black people in this space mm-hmm. we have like still like a, a community right of of black people in in the in the pet space so i'm i'm thankful for that there's um there's a pet community uh or instagram page is black woman loves dogs mm-hmm. great i love it it's like oh well, you know we're black dog mom this is great <laughs> um and you know they host events and things like that and it's just it's so wonderful to be able to kind of come together as a community and just have people see like hey there are people like us out here because when i was a kid and i wanted to be a veterinarian i didn't see anybody that looked like me which is also discouraging mm-hmm. so now that i'm in a in a space where it's like hey i am getting you know even a little bit of recognition can go a long way because i don't know who's watching me right mm-hmm. so it's like not only am i doing this for me and my pets i'm doing this for people that look like me i'm doing this for people that aspire to maybe go down the path that i went down you know what i mean so um it's just Oh, you just you kind of have to I don't want to like quiet out the noise because I know that it's it's easier said than done. But, mm-hmm. you know, just just pretty much finding your community and, and like taking solace in that. Like, OK, like I I am supported even when I don't think that I am. Right. So, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. And I think that emphasizes that representation in all spaces, especially yeah. as far as career goes, is so important because. Mm-hmm. For me on the tech side, like I didn't see myself a future in tech because I thought it was just white male yeah. dominated, which it is. But mm-hmm. um, there are spaces being carved out and paths being trailblazed mm-hmm. for folks that look like us. So I can only imagine, you know, what it is <laughs> like on on your side uh, of the fence. And I want to know where would you say you are now with your entrepreneurship journey and with Posteries, and where do you see yourself headed in the future? Uh, so currently, right now. Now we we're still growing. We grow every year, uh, but now we are in a space where I am I'm looking to bring on a partner because we are growing and we have a partnership with Amazon with their Amazon like their Black Business Accelerator mm-hmm. program. Um, there has been talks with Target getting into their stores, okay, um, and so as well as you know getting more into international markets as well. So with the growing need and demand for postures, it's like you know this is i know that i own a multi-million dollar company right so it's like just bringing on the help that i need to be able to get there um so now it's just bringing on a partner hiring staff to be Mm. able to just knock out you know all of all of the daily 
things that need to be done because i'm like i wear all the hats right so i'm like oh mm-hmm. i can only do this for so much longer right? it's been almost five years like i need a break y'all right. but um you know so just just bringing on the adequate help more you know ideas i love you know bouncing ideas off of people and so especially if it's if it's something that can help the company i welcome it right mm-hmm. um so just doing more events we actually have have a number of events coming up it's event season has started for us so mm-hmm. um we're also in the middle of switching our product packaging from glass to stand-up pouches because one not only is glass expensive but two because we do ship internationally mm-hmm. it gets you know things break in transit if mm-hmm. it's like halfway across the world and you're like hey my package you know it came broke it's like oh well, i'm so sorry like let me send you a new one <laughs> um but you know just just making more cost efficient you know moves that will will still be using sustainable product packaging but it's just it's, it's not going to cost us like an arm and a leg to be able to provide it for you mm-hmm. because i have always prided myself on like providing natural treats at a cost efficient price for my customers and because of inflation and everything else it's like hey the price of glass has gone up which means that i have to raise my prices for my customers i didn't want to do that right but i'm like oh like i, I kind of i have to but now it's like with us switching the product packaging it's now i can charge my customers half the price and they still get you know delicious healthy pet treats mm-hmm. so yeah nice so i'm gonna do a, a psa for you real quick okay. people with money pet lovers <laughs> tap in with treasure she's looking for a partner she is scaling the business is doing amazing tap in and and get in while the getting is good before she blow up yeah you know you <laughs> i'm sorry she already blew up let me take a step back already blew up but <laughs> as she continues to blow up there we go yes thank you i appreciate that you know yeah you know if you're i mean hmm, we could talk about it i i <laughs> I won't say like I can pay you, you know, like adequately right now. But <laughs> hey, if, if you're looking to partner with me, we can hire some people. We can get it done. There Tell we you. go. And working the people tap in with you. Where can they find you if they want to reach out to you to partner Ooh. or get some pet treats themselves? Yes. Yeah, so you can visit us at postries.com. P-A-W-S-T-R-I-E-S. I bought the domain like two years ago. Um, Instagram at postries. Facebook at Postries, Twitter at Postries with an underscore. We're still working on the trademark there. Um, like trademark is published. It's just trying to like get the trademark like infringement process going so that mm. we can finally have that. Um, let's see. You can reach out to me at treasure at postries.com. That's my email or contact at postries.com. Um, that also works as well. That's pretty much it's pretty much where I am. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Treasure, really appreciate you taking the time to stop by the podcast today and see a very bright future for Posteries and look forward to seeing the scale. And you're already international, (laughs) so just want to see it continue to grow and, and get bigger. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me. This was this was very lovely. This is my third podcast, but you know, I think I I think I'm getting the hang of it. You know, there we go. Boom. There we go. <laughs> so appreciate you. Appreciate y'all watching. I'll tap in with y'all soon. Bye.